Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Fun times last night at Neil's show. Yeah, that it was, was it. It was full. Yeah, full house. It was a good show. <laughs> They're a good crowd. Yeah. Um, I got a couple good things out of it that I'm going to... I think I got one good line. I have a new. I think I have really? a new good line. <laughs> one new line. I have one new good line. I got a bit that I was starting to write that, and then I used par- an old idea that I ran once or twice. That I was like, something I can do something with that. Yeah. And then I borrowed part of it and put it in this one, and it worked. And I was I felt good about it. And then someone on Twitter hit me up to ch- say about that exact bit. Oh, like, that's I, good. I love that joke. And I was like, it has hope. <laughs> Because I, I just left it there for like nine months in a yeah. fucking notebook. And I was like, S- I got to do something with that. Yeah. It just like keeps popping in your head every once in a while. It's like, use me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that felt really good. Dude, all those bits that are like not good enough, but like not. You don't throw them away. Yeah. But they're not good enough. Or like part of it is or like the idea is and you just kind of like yeah reef it. Just, just, some, but the, your brain just won't let it go. It's like do something. All right. The Warriors are at 72 wins. Yeah. Tied the Bulls record. I saw that. They play the Grizzlies. I want to say tomorrow or Thursday. No matter what happens, they've already done something. They've tied. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's no longer just the got? Bulls record. Do you think they break the record? Well, the Grizzlies any good this year? The Grizzlies, they they should lose. The Grizzlies are not great. I would say that they beat it. They beat but the they played, I think the last time the Warriors played them, they played them well. And this is uh, if this is the only way the Grizzlies go down in history for this year on any level. If they You're stop. the giant killer. Yeah, I mean, they could do it. It's like if, if the Warriors are tired, if they're this, if they're that, if someone gets hurt. Like, there's a million variables. But they put it on the Spurs... On a uh, uh, after very little rest, back to back games, uh-huh. which they was, beat them. Yeah, they beat them, which was fucking impressive. I mean, they're kind of an unstoppable force. I think they're going to do it. I think the I think they'll get to seventy four. They don't have enough games. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, I was going to say eighty seven, but I knew for sure that there wasn't eighty seven. <laughs> but I was like, maybe seventy four. Yeah, no, I think they're going to do it. So seventy three, and that's the end of the regular. That's the season. record. That's the re- they will they will own the regular season record for most wins and Crazy. when you just look at it it will take so long to it, it may never be broken it's yeah. such a ridiculous record when you look at it I yeah, mean you, they only lost two games at home the whole season yeah the runs they would go on were so ridiculous yeah it's really it's a fun time to watch basketball again yeah all the old bulls ha- are saying they would. Kicked shit out of the of Warriors, are, which yeah, is, yeah. especially it's mostly angry ass Scotty Pippen. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, you feel poor, this poor Steve Kerr, the coach of the Warriors, was on that Bulls team, and he can't say shit. Yeah, he cannot say shit. The only thing you say is like, "Well, I brought that championship attitude to this yeah, team." Yeah, he, and so by he's the, the only way, one that can brag both sides. He's the definitive. Maybe when he retires, that's what that should be yeah. his Hall of Fame speech. Like, well, I thought about it a long time, and. We would have killed you guys. Like it would be like, whoa, no, no! He doesn't even have to. He's in. He's in the best position because yeah. he was on both teams. Yeah, he's like you know. So what he the gets secret is? double bragging rights. It's the secret. Yeah, yeah, Steve exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. He was also a spur. Someone had a meme. It was like Steve Kerr is trying to keep ha- make his new team break the record of his old team by beating his other old team. <laughs> right, right, right. That's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, basketball is like it's so exciting that we're talking about it on this podcast, which is very rare. Yeah, playoffs are going to be good. Blake's back. It's going to be cool. I'll, I'll watch a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and Kobe's last game is tomorrow, Wednesday. Yeah. Which I may watch some of, even though I was never a big Kobe guy. I got to get rid of my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. I love doing Owen that. Owen Smith looked him up. There were 750 bucks for like the Nose back. Bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> the back. Just to be in the building. Yeah. But I kind of, that's where I get it. Yeah. It's, not, it's like 400 to be at, near a concession stand. Yeah. <laughs> like in the hallways. I mean, I bet courtside must be 20 grand. Oh, for easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I mean, more, probably more. Jack Nicholson's probably going to be there hogging the spotlight, thinking he's part of it. Um, Yeah, this is uh, all historical stuff. Speaking of history. Yeah. Segway. This episode, historical moments that we wish we could have been at to just be there and see what it was like. Not not so much like people we could hang out with, but moments in history we wish we had been there to be like that shit was crazy. Yeah, or was it as crazy as we thought? Was it as crazy as as or was it like kind of like? Eh. I yeah. mean, I know my first one easily. I Go mean, ahead. I mean, without fucking question, first three eleven show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what was their chemistry like? <laughs> was the, yeah. was the color of their energy amber yet? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I would be fucking right in the middle of the construction of the Great Pyramids. Oh, okay. I mean... It's a long moment. What do you mean? How long is this moment? Took, no, I mean, they took forever, though. Oh, no, I want to be there for it. Like, I, I mean... Like, when they were done? You want to be there when they, like, put no, the in, last... in the middle of, of building them. Like, I want, like... You want to see what it actually looked... Because there's a lot of speculation how they got those... That's what I mean. How yeah. the fuck did they carve out those massive rocks? How did they move them? How did they get them up there? Yeah. There's so many theories that, like... People think aliens must have had something to do with it. That's yeah. how impossible it seemed. So... Well, and we're never going to know for no, sure no, no, exactly no. what they used, how they used, what technologies were there that we're not aware of. Yeah. Did aliens do it? Did other – who knows what happened? So I want to go back there and just witness it with my own eyes. Was it just people and then they had like skills that were you know lost and buried in time and that we, we just weren't, we weren't aware of? Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what they say about like prehistoric and like uh, – and cultures like after that all the way up until you know i mean till, but like in the in the bc era that they had technologies that we just aren't aware of that are just buried in time yeah it makes sense because yeah. you look at some of the stuff they did was of a pretty sophisticated nature yeah. and a lot of civilizations were wiped out and a lot of the records and yeah. tools and things were gone with them and they'll never be recovered so hillary clinton recently said that the american people deserve to know the truth about ufos which means we... When did she say that? She said it like a week ago. What the fuck? Yeah. Now, what I may have mean? seen it on Facebook. Oh, it could have been one of those like... Up rocks. Up weird. Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Truthandlies.com. Truthandlies.com dot something else. Dot org. Where it says dot co dot m instead of dot com. Yeah, yeah. But... Dot I'm pretty sure you said that. And, uh, so that implies that we don't know the truth. Or yeah. the truth is incredibly boring. Or the truth is out there. Yeah. I don't know the X-Files theme. 
I never watched The X-Files. Whoa, what? Not a single episode. Dude, all of it's on Netflix. I know, but I'll never watch it. I've been... I stopped for a while, but I was re-watching it from the beginning. I got through like season three and a half. Eve Six got his name from episode. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see how that shit was built. I mean, you really only have to be there for like a day, two. I mean, may, yeah, well, like a year in or something, once they got the plans going. Because then you could just walk around and be like, all right, so like, how did you guys organize? Like, where are the blueprints? How are you doing this? Did anyone from the sky help you? Like, yeah. what happened? I would be interested just to see also how people interacted back then. I want to yeah. see, like, of course, I wouldn't understand the language. Hopefully, I could, you know, there'd be something like that. I'd yeah, that's a, true. Hopefully, too. I'd have an amulet of some kind that helped me translate in real time what was going on. Um, but I'm going to look up. I would just be interested what? to see what it was like there then. Because they were obviously doing some shit, but what was like culture, the day-to-day interacting of people? What did they do every day? Because it makes it, when, we, when you read about it, it makes it seem kind of primitive. Or like, they would work, and then they would eat, and then they would worship. And it, like, there yeah. must have been, there was way more to life than that. Same way there is now. I want to see what social interaction was like back then. Yeah, they probably like hung out and like Did ate, stuff. had dinner together, like hung out by rivers. Played and, like, games. And there was whatever. Yeah. Um, All kinds of shit like that. Yeah, because they are so huge and they're so old and people say things like, you know, they would be hard to build now unless you had like these massive cranes and things, technology that was nowhere near at their disposal back then. Yeah. What if they did have massive cranes and we don't know it? Right, yeah. They understood pulleys. They could have built massive cranes. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they (sighs) They didn't have a lot of wood though. I just don't. I just don't get how it was done. Yeah, I just don't. But like to be there for it, yeah, and see what life was like back then. Like, cause you see it in movies where like the rich are being like, you know, they're laying around drinking wine and being like, yeah, like you know, fanned, fanned with like palm fronds and yeah. eating grapes, you know, and slaves are serving them and all that shit. But what was like a regular, the their version of the middle class if they even had one? I wonder or, like, if like the peasant class or whatever. What did they do? All life day? may have been so. Because not primitive, but like, you know, it's less technologically advanced that I wonder if just you spent all day doing a thing that would that you do now in like an hour. What do you mean? Like just like getting water was like a huge ordeal. Oh, yeah. It'd be like a whole day. Yeah. You spent all day like getting water and food, not like hunting necessarily, but just like tracking it down. I went to this place. I got it. Then we walked over here. I got this and that was it. Then we're done. I, I worked. I moved a rock. For right. the pharaoh, and then I went home. Yeah, it takes all day. Washing clothes. you got to like, go down to like a yeah. creek or a river. That's four hours. Yep. Washing them, coming back. That's one whole day. That's your day. Um, they began using the pyramid form shortly after 2700 BC. Like, that's so fucking long ago. Yeah. But And other cultures and civilizations, like all over the world, not all over the world, but across the world, the Aztecs and Mayans and people like that, they had pyramids too. And then how the fuck did they do it? Yeah. When I found out that there was like shit inside the pyramids, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. That there were like massive tombs. I think when I first saw them as a kid, I was like, cool stack. Like I was <laughs> like, I thought it was like a stack just for just people to look at and be like, cool stack. This article is saying the process of building pyramids while complicated was not as colossal an undertaking as many of us believe. Estimates suggest that between 20,000 and 30,000 laborers were needed to build the Great Pyramid at Giza in less than 23 years. 
By comparison, by comparison, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris took almost 200 years to complete. Huh. Pharaohs traditionally began building their pyramids as soon as they took the throne. Wow, it's fast. Um, so a pharaoh would establish an engineering department composed of an overseer and a chief engineer and an architect. Like they had, I mean, there were yeah. people like educated people that knew how to like make this stuff, design it to where it would work. Yeah. Like I couldn't design a building right now, and I live in 2016. The fact that, that you need to be get inside of it means the engineering was pretty serious because yeah. there's a lot of weight. On I don't know the first part of that. No, I can barely build a table. I, I mean, can't. I, can I table. built a table once. It took months. Yeah, it cost way more than buying a table would have. <laughs> right, the total waste of time and effort and money. It's fucking crazy. I mean. So, yeah, I imagine like hanging out with these people and talking. But you you learn so much about how wrong you are about their, <laughs> their lives. Like they're all just idiots who barely got yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk to them like they were such morons. Do you guys like fire? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, they're like, what? Like, we live this fucking like. We have to finish this engineering. Could you yeah. get out of here? Yeah, we see that pyramid. We're building that. We're yeah. not dumb. <laughs> get away! You're a slave now. Come with us. Is there <laughs> yeah. food? Yeah, you're gonna help move that rock. Yeah. Like you have no way out of this. <laughs> we have like guards with weapons, so you're now one of us. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to been. It's uh, April 9th. 1865. It'd be funny if you were like 2007. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Fourth Lollapalooza. <laughs> right. So hey, April 9th, what? April 9th, 1865. It was the day the Ulysses S. Oh. Grant signed the surrender. So, uh, when Lee surrendered to Grant. Yeah. Appomattox Courthouse. Mm-hmm. In a uh, ironic twist of fate at the farmhouse, Appomattox Courthouse was on the land of Wilmer McLean, uh-huh. who ironically had owned a home where the first Battle of Bull Run had begun, and he had moved away to get away from war. Oh, the Civil War irony, Nick. Yeah. So I want to be Burns there. Civil War. What? I said someone watched Ken Burns' Civil War. Again. Again, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would have wanted to be there to just... Feel how fucking awkward it must have been. Yeah, because the thing, every the thing I, I, I uh, everyone in, in when you read about Civil War, they're all they all have these boners for, for for General Lee or whatever. And I I don't I don't really buy into it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so what? You were rad. You were a rad general. You're right. still like fighting for an incredibly shitty cause. Yeah. So I'm interested. I want to like see them like chat. Because there's a sto- there's a story like they, there was a dude whose job it was to like write down what was happening. And he was so nervous. He someone had to like take over. Yeah. His hand was shaking too much because the scribe couldn't handle it. Really? Yeah. And then they like you know they kind of sit. Ulysses S. Grant was super embarrassed because his clothes were dirty. What? He didn't have time to change. And, Is that and, a true story? Yeah. Robert E. Lee shows up and and. Uh, he looks all nice and and Ulysses S. Grant is like, oh, we've met before, and Robert E. Lee's like, I don't remember, like because yeah. it was a long time ago, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, it, it's a pretty massive moment. It was a long ass war, and the numbers of people who died in it is so shocking, bloodiest war in history. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. fucking crazy. Just the sheer, I forget the name of the battle, but uh, twenty thousand men died in nine minutes. <laughs> Like dudes crazy. were just getting mowed down because you would just stand, you would line up 
and just stand in front of each other and shoot. Yeah, and just <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so dudes would just get mowed the fuck down. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's a fa- it's a fascinating war that's been used as all this weird. It's been, it gets used in American history for a million different reasons, and it's, right. I still think it's a huge part of the psyche of the South for sure. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure it is. So I would have liked to have been there and watched those dudes talk. I just like whatever, and then like Grant gives him like he knows they need food, so he gives him like his troops a bunch of food and lets them keep their guns and their horses and shit. That's and, crazy. Yeah, it's just like a insanely. I imagine it felt like kind of a boring moment, <laughs> just like I'll give you this and you'll give this and sign here or whatever. Right. But it was probably like it's fucking massive. It's a massive thing. So I would have just liked to have been one a dude standing there. And then like, I could have been like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. I wonder I if they were like there. laid back and they made jokes and they kind of like talked and I don't know. Well, Grant was, there's a story that when, when they Grant was at his like camp nearby when someone, you know, a, a, a Confederate soldier came up with a white flag or whatever. And was like, Lee, Lee's going to surrender. And no one, it, no one said anything. He just kind of sat there, and all Grant said was his he had had a migraine or a headache, and his headache instantly went away. Weird. And then, and then, like one guy, one soldier was like, "We should have a cheer," and like a low cheer happened. And then I think they all like kind of cried because <laughs> it was just like, "Holy shit!" Really? Yeah, it was just over. I mean, that war was so crazy and just nonstop, and it wasn't. I mean. You're not talking about guys flying around in planes and tanks and shit. This is just horseback. And you had to you had to travel slowly and build these like cord roads and through the mud and everyone was dying. I mean, people died of disease almost more than they died of wounds and it was yeah, just yeah. horrific. There were battles where dude they they were, you know, they got shot in cotton fields and the cotton was there so they burned to death cuz the shrapnel caught fire. Bodies getting eat, guys getting eaten alive by wild hogs. I mean, it was a it was just fucking brutal the whole way through. That's insane. I gotta watch this Ken Burns thing, dude. It is the fucking best. <laughs> How long is it? Like eighty parts? It's nine <laughs> parts. Each part's like an hour and a half. Damn, it is so worth it. Not wow. <laughs> it's beautiful too. The music's good. Yeah. Everyone in it is incredibly smart and interesting, and it's just it gives you like a. I'll start watching it tonight. Shit maybe. was incredibly different back then, and that that war was incredible. But yeah, I do. I don't like. It also, like I don't the making Robert E. Lee heroic is a little problematic to me. It's like she's just such a smart general. Right. Since Hitler. Don't care. Yeah, we've already we've had this discussion over. Yeah, this it's weird swastika thing. Yeah, but I, I again, I, I totally disagree. You can't take away something that they're good at just because they're bad people. I no, no, I'm not saying you're taking away his skill, right? But treating him as a hero and having statues of him all. Oh around. no, no, not a hero. Yeah, he's yeah. treated as a hero. There's statues of him everywhere in the South. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean that's obviously. I mean, there's a monument. There's monuments to the dude. Yeah, yeah. What's your next one? I'm having trouble deciding between um, the original Woodstock mm. or the last waltz, which was the band, the band, the band. Right. Their final performance. 
I thought, and I didn't pick either one of these, but I could, I, if I was going to go one of those, I couldn't pick between Woodstock or the Monterey Pop Festival. Monterey, no, I, I was wondering that too, but I mean, Monterey Pop was cool, but Woodstock had more artists that I would have been true. like. Monterey Pop was awesome. Yeah. But I have a really good um, a record of Otis Redding and... Uh, uh, Who's the fucking uh, Jimi Hendrix? Uh, one side each of their performances at Monterey Pop, and right. it's fucking it's awesome. Um, but the last waltz though is this incredibly special like window into that that time in history in like the seventies where they had. I mean, the band was the band. You know, they were great, and they 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 worked with Dylan for a long time. And he was there, obviously. But they they decided they're going to do... Our final performance is going to be... Hold on. Let me look up where it was. Um, so it was at, at the, the Winterland Ballroom is what it was. So it was in San Francisco. And then they were like, we're going to do our final show. And we're just going to fucking invite everybody right. to come perform with us. And we're going to sing our songs. We're going to sing their songs. And we're just going to have a fucking... Part this epic party. What's going to feel like a music festival condensed into one like two or three hour show or whatever, and we're just going to play and play and have fun and feel good about like music and life and all this stuff. And that's that's our last waltz. That's it. That's the end. We're done as a band after this. Martin Scorsese comes along and decides he's going to do a live concert film like documentary on it. Shoots the whole thing. Interviews the guys. It's one of, if not the, best concert film ever. When did this happen? This was in 1976. Yeah. Thanksgiving Day, November 25th, 1976, at the Winterland Ballroom in San Francisco. Um, advertised as the band's farewell concert appearance, and the concert saw the band. Here's Here were their special guests. Bob Dylan, Paul Butterfield of the Butterfield Blues Band. He was like a really influential like blues guy. Uh, Neil Young, Emmy Lou Harris, Ringo Starr, Ronnie Hawkins, Dr. John, Joni Mitchell, Van Morrison, Muddy Waters, Ronnie Wood, Neil Diamond, Bobby Charles, The Staples, and Eric Clapton. Jeez. That's one show. <laughs> Jesus. Could you imagine <laughs> being there for that? You're just like, what the fuck am I witnessing? I mean, they played so much shit, and it's just like no place looked better to be when yeah. you're because you can watch it i mean it's a it's a well shot documentary yeah it's on netflix it's so worth watching it's right. so fucking good and you just watch these guys on stage playing and you can imagine being there and going like i'm going to remember this for the rest of my life this is something that will never happen again right. in this way and me and the however few thousand people that are there all get to witness this together and keep it with us for the rest of our lives for the people that were there, it's pretty rare that there's a back then that there was a film of anything. They, I mean, people back then who were going to shows saw some incredibly epic shows during that oh, time. Yeah, yeah. But there was probably never any record, so it's a lot of them going, "You don't get it." Yeah. It was, and they're like, "No, yeah, no, they play. You can watch the movie. Watch the movie. I was there. That's me right there. See that? I was over here. It was a, a face melter of a show. Yeah. I mean, it. I'm trying to look up like what some of the fucking songs. That they played. I mean, everyone on stage, by the way, looked like they were just fucking whacked out of their minds on every yeah. drug imaginable. Like Neil Young, 
no one's ever looked like they were on more cocaine than Neil Young. I mean, it was fucking... Well, because you knew if you passed out, someone would pick up your guitar and it would be fine. Right, yeah. Very little responsibility. Performances. Up on Cripple Creek. The shape I'm in makes no difference. Wheels on fire. Georgia on my mind. Um, where did they... Uh, Neil Young came out and played Helpless. Four Strong Winds. Joni Mitchell came out. Coyotes. Shadows and Light. Dry Your Eyes. I mean, Van Morrison, like all these fucking dude. They played The Weight, obviously. Um, Forever Young with Bob Dylan when he came out. They Their version of I Shall Be Released with Dylan and everyone was out there for it. It's fucking incredible. It's on, you can find it on YouTube. If you've listened to the Dylan version of I Shall Be Released, which is like pretty kind of low key. Mm-hmm. Uh, the band version with Dylan and everybody, like Ronnie Wood and Ringo Starr and all these people. Um is is awesome 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 but it's one of those like they captured an era you know and they captured like a really special moment in music where you're getting like these guys that were like on their way to being legends like they were still the 70s and they were still very popular artists you know but now you look at it now like all like Van Morrison, Bob Dylan, the band themselves, like Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, all these people, yeah. Ronnie Wood, like they're all let they're living legends. Yeah, they're all pretty much still alive. Um, and you look at it in two thousand whatever to whenever you first watched the, the the documentary, and you were like, God, I wish I could fucking be there for that back in their fucking prime, all playing together, all having like the greatest time of the, and that was their like farewell show. Yeah. Instead of just like, well, we're just going to finish this tour and like just play the last show and that's it. We're done. They got everyone. They were like, let's celebrate music pretty much and get all of our friends and give people like the send off to end all send off. I wish bands did that more. You get the sense that bands don't, or at least I don't know. It doesn't seem like they hang out with each other as much anymore. I always wonder that when like when a band comes to L.A., you ha- and I'm sure in New York too, a lot of musicians live in L.A. and New York. Yeah, the, there is always a musicians at shows, I think. so. Yeah, like they go watch. Yeah. But you would think like, and I wonder why they don't do that. I want to talk to a musician about this. Like why when you come to LA, do you not call your buddies up and go, hey dude, you want to like fucking fuck around on stage tonight? Yeah. I'm playing the Wiltern. You want to come like sing a song with me or we'll do one of yours or like jam together and really, it would be fun. We both do music for a living. We love this. Yeah. You're probably going to come anyway or if you're not doing anything. Come on stage, let's fuck around, and let's give these people a fucking thing to remember. Yeah. I like that does not happen nearly enough in live no. music. I mean when I saw the Kings, they had that dude from Coldplay play a piano play piano on a song. That yeah. was cool. But yeah, you'd think there'd be like tons of that. You know what did happen though? Speaking of the band actually, at Coachella, one of the last ones I went to, um, the Black Keys brought out John Fogarty. Yeah. And they played The Weight, which is a band song. And that was one of those things where you're like, this will be one of the standout moments of every Coachella I've been to because when the fuck does that happen? I guess maybe it just takes too much effort. Like you got to rehearse and, you know, whatever. I don't know. I guess. But then again, it's like you're a professional. Like how much rehearsal do you Yeah, you'd be like, do you know The Weight? Fuck yeah, I do. All right. Yeah, (laughs) fucking come on, dude. Meet me at uh, 845, Wilton. See you there. You yeah. have obviously you have parking. You don't have to like <laughs> fucking, di- you know. We'll get you a pass. Yeah, exactly. Like how how long? I mean, how hard could that be? But I don't know. You wonder why they don't do that because then you have 
so many more memorable concerts. It also changes all like the fans of one band. They're like, oh, that band hangs out with that dude or that person or that, you know, singer. Like, oh, maybe I should get into them more. Like, I've seen a million concerts. I've seen a lot of the bands, like, I love over and over again. And the nights always kind of blend together after a while. And you're like, they played that that night. And some 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 things stand out if they, like, play a song they rarely play Weird live. Cover, you go, yeah. that was in 2011. That was at the Greek, you know. Yeah. But something I'll never forget, and I've seen the Eels a bunch of times, was when they brought out Steve Perry from Journey. Yeah. And he sang a bunch of Journey. You're just like, I will never forget that yeah shit like that needs to happen more yeah you're absolutely right but yeah that would be i think i would want that maybe more than woodstock and maybe because woodstock's just got like you just hear the story so much and like i get it with the hippie love and them running through the mud and the thing maybe i've just heard about it so much that i'm like i don't there's not a lot of mystery left yeah and also i don't think it was that as far as like hearing music (laughs) i don't know if it was that good sound system and stuff yeah i mean yeah it might have been i mean the the artists that were there were like were were awesome but yeah. and there were so many i mean i could think of at least seven or eight eight acts that i would have loved to see but yeah i don't know hendrix richie havens um yeah credence clearwater the who like all these people yeah um but um but yeah i think the last waltz is something that i would have really really liked to be there for my next one, Grassy Knoll, bro. Oh, yeah. See, that's another one shrouded in conspiracy. What the fuck? What happened, dude? Yeah. Grassy Knoll, bro. Yeah. That or maybe uh, the building <laughs> be up there. Oh, the yeah, the book depository. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck happened, dude? I don't know. Yeah. And I don't think anyone really knows. Yeah. I, I, don't, think, I don't think what we know is the truth. Yeah. I don't at all. No, no, not at all. And the more, the longer we it goes, the more it's discussed as something that was a conspiracy and not a guy, a lone gunman in a tower shot the president. Well, I know that they recently released papers that Lee Harvey Oswald and the CIA, friends with each other. Yeah. At one point had offices across the hall from each other. Something happened. They were homies. Yeah. They hired him at one point. Shit yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. What happened, bro? Yeah. So I want to be on the knoll. Just doing my thing and be like, oh, hey, person on the knoll. Yeah. That looks a lot like a long-range rifle. Right. What are you doing with that? What are you doing there, dude? Who are you pointing that at? They explain uh, that conspiracy in the X-Files. There's an episode where they go through what happened. Well, I don't believe that either. I don't believe anything. It was written by someone in the NSA. No. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Why did did that guy guess right on the What in the fuck, man? Yeah, I uh, I would like to be there for that. That'd yeah, be interesting. Like, you're just I, front and center. I think, I think it was a conspiracy of some kind. I don't know if it's like the government killed our president from uh-huh. the inside, but I think it's something squishy enough to where it would unnerve the American public to the point to where they need to cover it up to keep anarchy from breaking out. Yeah, I don't think uh, the people would would be able to handle that. Nope. They would just go, well, time to revolt yeah. and take down our government. Not even like, I don't think the people would be able to coalesce as a group. I think you'd have lots of small pockets of people 
that would use it as an excuse to do some very violent shit, and that is why it will always be covered up. They're never going to declassify that shit, ever. I don't think. Not fully, yeah. I don't think they ever do. I bet you they. I bet you they don't even have the material to declassify at this point. Why would they keep it? Just they would be, have to. Why? Because every like however many fifty years or something, like they have to. They have to declassify certain. I think they probably are never going to declassify that shit. I bet you the actual documents don't exist anymore. No, they. I mean, there's n- that's impossible because Why? if it's possible, they killed the president. There's checks and balances there, and then a free press would not let that are kind there? of thing go. There are. Are there? But what would happen is are there Illuminati. They would, they, would, they would declassify what it. What I'm saying is that just be a shit, bunch of blacked out shit. No, I'm That's saying how it goes. that piece of paper with the black rectangle was burned a long time ago, dude. I don't think so. I think so. I think Why would you even be like, hey, there's this one piece of paper that says who killed the president and people get super pissed. Should we keep it? No, we definitely Well, shouldn't. I mean, well, there's no way it was like an official government order. That's that. Oh, it oh, just isn't. Oh, oh, oh. Wasn't it? It wasn't. <laughs> oh, maybe. It I don't know. A shadow conspiracy type thing where, oh. like, you know. A lot of different kinds of trees can cast a shadow, Nick. <laughs> no, that doesn't make really Maybe that tree's sense. inside the White House. Uh, maybe it's not. The Rothschilds. The Gettys. Huh? Huh? Think about it. What are you saying right now? No. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you forget? Conspiracy <laughs> shit is the best. Oh no, it is because you can go forever and ever. It and is ever. the best. But you know the when I and I always get tricked on Facebook clicking on a thing I think is from a real yeah. news agency. You're like finally they admit it. And then oh. you click on the thing. You're like, okay. And you start reading. You're like, this font's a little big. And then you're reading yeah. a, along, a lot you're of misspellings. Like, this grammar's a little off. You're like, ah, oh, god damn it. I'm in yeah. some bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> so. Yeah, I would like to be there for fucking sure for that. Yeah. Just, I mean, eyes open, like where, yeah. you know. Magic bullet these nuts. Yeah. And but then, then it's like, could you even say anything? What are you going to do? like, hey, it was a conspiracy. All of a sudden, what? All of a sudden, you're dead. Yeah. You committed suicide. I'm making quote fingers, guys. Yeah. Your brake lines were severed by a rat that got into your engine. Yeah. You and, think you, know, you think our government's that different from Putin? Wake up Not my America (laughs) It's not mine That's why My next one is also Shrouded in conspiracy (laughs) And mystery (laughs) And lies The moment they fired the first mom from Fresh Prince To get the second mom from Fresh Prince Exactly NBC I want answers (laughs) Was it NBC? I think it was was (laughs) Um, No it is A little incident that happened in the year 1947 Kevin do you know what I'm talking about? 1947. No. Not a lot happened that year, except for when a flying saucer crashed into Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> except for that. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Here's the deal. It was in newspapers. Uh, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. Mm-hmm. The Sacramento Bee. Army reveals it is f- it found a flying disc in a ranch in New Mexico. Yep. All of a sudden, oops, those stories are gone, and it was a weather balloon uh-huh. yeah. that they captured. Weather balloon these nuts. Yeah. Weather balloon my fucking dick. All yeah. right? They found a goddamn UFO, and they're hiding it from us. Yep. Um, I want those documents to be declassified. 
Mm-hmm. So after the initial spike of interest, the military reported that the crash was merely of a conventional weather balloon. Even saying unconventional weather balloon would have been a better lie. Um, interest waned until the 1970s when UFO UFOlogists, however you say that, became blah, blah, blah. The conspiracy theories, uh, spacecraft landed, extraterrestrial occupants. Um, in the 90s, U.S. military published reports disclosing the true nature of the crash Project Mogul Balloon. Nevertheless, the Roswell incident continues to be an interest in popular media. Why well, didn't Project Mogul? Um, oh, so it was like a, a program they had using high altitude balloons. That's what a lot of people say ends up being UFO sightings way back then. Well, yeah, balloons. Were like no, not balloons. Were secret uh, government testings of like of a lot of the. Uh, aircrafts we have now or the right. 70s, 80s, and the 90s, like the, the those B-2 bombers and things that look like that much different than the planes they had then. So they say a lot of that stuff was testing happening back then and then people see those things in the sky and they go, I've never seen a plane like that. It must be a UFO. It moves too fast. It, the shape looks weird. Yeah. And then, But you look at like, you know, secret or what used to be secret planes now, they kind of look like that. So some of them you can write off as that Others were um, people that were having like LSD testing done on them and then just right. being released into the fucking woods in the streets. Yep. They were seeing crazy shit and calling it something, and then the government denied all knowledge as well. Yeah. So, I you know I think logically some of it's that, but a part of me is like, I don't know, man. I was thinking, I don't what know. do you think would be the actual practical effect? If they were like, all right, here's the deal. A flying saucer definitely landed here in 1947. Yeah. We hit it because people would have freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Nothing's come since. We've been looking really hard. Haven't found anyone. Haven't found anything. This was the only time it happened. Uh, So we don't know any more than that. We keep sending out signals and shit. But yes, there was one alien got here a long time ago. The problem with that... Is no one would believe you. No one would believe you, but the people that were like, if 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 there be a, a a segment of the population that did believe, that'd be like, okay, what then? What then happens? Is it people freaking out? Is it people like being less religious, or would it be like shit? We got to put a ton of more money into the space program. We got to find yeah. these fucking aliens and get out there and explore shit. Yeah, um, I think it would be like a you know this is like NASA's wet dream. It would be, yeah, it would be, but I, I mean, I think all of the above would happen. It would, it would alter the landscape of where we think the universe starts and ends, right? Like physically and like spiritually. All of a sudden, all your beliefs in every fucking god changes drastically. Yeah, you know, it's no longer about he created the heavens and the earth here. Yeah. And he made people different here. It's like, what about wow. where did the alien? Did God do that? Yep. Who's better than them? Us, them? Religion takes a big hit. Oh, yeah. Not Scientology, though. Right. They, all of a sudden, seem a hell of a lot more rational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, what did they know that we didn't? They're like, uh, duh, told you guys. Yeah. Fucking Maybe these aliens are from that crazy planet. Yeah, that, billion uh, years, stupid. That what's-his-name is now living on. Literally, you just see, like, Kirstie Alley being like, duh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what 
really happened there? Like they found a flying saucer and then they go, oh, shit, we forgot it was a weather balloon. How do you do that? Why not just deny right away? Yeah. Or you, you want to deny your Operation Weather Balloon so hard that you say it's aliens? Yep. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I want to be on that farm that night, floodlights all around, fucking lawn chair, and a lemonade with a little fucking umbrella thing out of it. Just wait. Just waiting. Who owned the farm? And wh- where were Some they? Some old farmer guy who said he found like debris when he went over there that he'd never seen before. And then they eventually kind of shut him up and then... No one ever really kind of believed. I mean, they just like took everything away. But his story was different than what the government saw and took. And I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions, dude. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking unanswered yeah. questions. Yeah. Um, a lot of witnesses. I don't know. It's tough because bad lighting back then. Oh, I mean, I would literally be there with just like with just giant floodlights. Yeah, pointing all over that all over that ranch, just waiting for that thing to crash, and mm-hmm. then I'm sitting there with digital cameras all over the place that I'm yep. bringing with me back in time, and my iPhone camera in hand just in case I can't collect all the other ones because they're mm-hmm. taken mm-hmm. or they are 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 destroyed by sh- UFO shrapnel. Right. I mean, I'm recording that thing from all over. It'll be like the Matrix thing where the 360 cameras that capture, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm bringing all that back to the present. And yep. I'm like, hey, guys, guess what crashed at Roswell? These tiny gray men. Tiny gray dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think they're that. I think they're aliens. I do oh, honestly do believe that there are aliens out there. They have to be. But like intelligent. They don't have to look like little gray guys that would like there the are other spindly planets bodies. They have similar enough uh, weather systems in other universes that could support the same kind of life and growth and technological advancement that our planet could support. So the notion that we're the only ones is fucking stupid. No, I know that. But what I mean is, do you think that there is a race of aliens out there that started thousands of years before us and are technologically advanced enough to get here? Yes. And visit and probe people and and take specimens. I don't know about the probing and the visiting, but I think... I I okay. I don't know about the getting here part entirely, yeah. but I bet you it it makes total sense that there could be a race of people that are, are th- mil, a million years older than than humans. Yeah. And that could, and if they are though, a million years of technological advancement, they could get they could just be watching us. Or if they were similar enough to us, they got smart then blew themselves up and right. then got dumb again. Yeah, that could be true you know? too. There's Think another it, theory that the missing link between human evolution there's like this big gap between like how we get and then we evolve is aliens which is a little far-fetched obviously but um and a lot of the technological advancements we have were given to us by them so they came they helped us then they took like thousands of years ago is when they visited and then they just like left and that was it i buy that too i mean it's all it's all fun to think about but i mean who, who who knows but it is fun to think about I would have liked to have been at the show. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Queen at Live Aid. Oh yeah, yeah. That would that was a huge. Cool. I think it was Wembley Stadium. Yeah, something like a hundred thousand people. And when they they crushed, I mean, he's he's wearing white pants. Yeah, I believe a gold jacket 
Or maybe it's just the white uh, tank top outfit. I think it was I'm looking it up right now. Um, one of my favorite live concert images is from that. It's like a three-quarter shot from behind. Yeah. With him looking out uh-huh. at this crowd, and you're just like, dude, that's what it's like to be yeah. the most charismatic person in the world. <laughs> like that, that's what people do is they show up in droves to watch like, you. How do you go to sleep after that? You're like, yeah, do you want to eat or... The yellow jacket? Yeah. Dude, I want that jacket. Where do I get that jacket? <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. No, that would have been... And it's that one, I don't even kind of care where I'm sitting because that to me is about yeah. being in the, the, mi- like the middle of the group. Yeah. Just that kind of moment. And it was it was not only was it just a huge ass concert, yeah. but it was for, actually kind of for a good cause. It was one of those rare moments where people were actually like we gotta fucking do something about this, yeah. and like kind of tried. And uh, but yeah, Queen, a big Queen show would have been something. Thank God there's video of it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Duran Duran was good too. Thirty years ago that happened. Yeah, Queen steal the show at Live Aid. Yeah, they killed. Of course it. they did. Killed it. Steve, what, what else were they going to do? U2 was good, too, but Queen was like, um, just so you know. So it was Queen, Zeppelin, The Who, Black Sabbath, CSNY, and then every other big name in rock. <laughs> dire, wait. Dire Straits. Dire Straits, Sting. I mean, Elton John. Yeah. David Bowie. Fuck. That, everybody <laughs> was there. It was crazy. Like, imagine being there for that. Bob Geldof put it together. Jesus Christ, what a fucking lineup. Yeah. Like that is I want to talk to someone who went to that. They're probably a lot they're they're a probably of, fifty. There's gonna be so many people left. Mm-hmm. Thirty years ago, if you met someone in their yeah, teens or twenties or thirties, they're yeah. alive, memory's great. Yeah. I want to fifty bucks, I went. Jesus. Can you imagine yeah. that? That show was probably fucking like, like all day or something. Like if you if you talk to someone who's in their fifties, you're like, so what are your like your like all time favorite bands that you saw? And they're like, oh, Queen, Zeppelin, The Who, Black Sabbath, Crosby. So you're like, wait, where? What? Oh, that was all one day. Why? Yeah. What did you see? Yeah. Fuck, I can't beat that. Yeah, but there needs to be more shit like that. Yeah. How many live aids did they have? I don't know. I think they had more than one, and then they had Farm Aid. Oh yeah, which was put together by the Cougs. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. Which that was solid. A lot of Willie Nelson vibe type stuff. I think it was just one. They didn't try to do like a reunion one? No. Okay. It was a dual venue concert. Oh, it was a dual. So it wasn't all one place. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. It was in England and, and, and Philadelphia. Oh, okay. So you couldn't have seen everybody at once. Right. But who cares? Yeah, even the American half or the whatever whatever half you're at, you're like, this is great. Yeah, this is great. So yeah, which so you want to be at the Queen where Queen's queen. playing? I okay. want to be at the Queen one. I don't know. I would just, I honestly would probably just like flip a coin. Yeah, but no, maybe I'd go to where Zeppelin is, they're, and they're they'd be playing in England. I'm sure. I'd probably go where Zeppelin is, because they're never getting back together. No, so. If I'm going back in time, yeah, I'm like, hook me up with some Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. But that'd be hard. Zeppelin and Queen. Hopefully they're on the same. I'd take Queen. Same venue. That'd be hard because Queen is definitely, definitely not getting back together. No. <laughs> like even less than Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no. 
because of one big reason. Although Queen does play. <laughs> they have a new singer and they like play. Yeah, but I'm talking about the original yeah. Queen. Yeah, and the fact, Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to be the lead in the Freddie Mercury movie. Yeah, he backed out or something. He right? backed out because I guess, one of the, and you wouldn't say who, one of the members was like, they the way he wants the movie is it's about like, Freddie Mercury dies kind of early, and then it's about the band that manages to stay together and continue on. He was like, "No, it's what not." The, yeah, he was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, that movie's about Freddie Mercury yeah, he's like, or nothing. The movie nothing. ends when he dies. <laughs> Fucking what? Yeah, the the kind of members of Queen were like, "No, but we're still Queen, and we still do something." Like, like no, no, we're not saying you don't, but no one cares. Like the stuff after Freddie Mercury, they can do. In the credits. Yeah, exactly. Where they go, and then later, they, and then show pictures and yeah. footage, couple interviews, just as the credits are rolling. Yeah. The movie's about Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Get the, no wonder he pulled out. Good for yeah. you, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, he was like, you uh, did the right thing. I'm not doing this. Motherfucking, who wrote that thing? <laughs> yeah. One of the members of Queen? I think it's like the the members of Queen have, have a voice in the script. Fuck that movie. I was excited to see that. Not anymore. Not anymore, I ain't. Yeah. Um I think is that it? Wait, how many did I have? Three? You had Roswell. You the had Pyramids. Pyramids, you had three. And the last waltz. I think I think that's good for me. What do you got? What else you got? I got two more, but I can say them quick. Uh, Unveiling in Michelangelo's David would have been a banger. Oh uh, yeah, that would've huge. Cool. That would have been cool. He would have been like, Whoa, whoa, hey, yeah. whoa, hey, shit, dude. Yeah. And they would have been like, dude, Michael, fuck, Mike. Yeah. Like, whoa, man. Mike, you fucked that piece of marble up, bro. Yeah, how long What did that Damn, take? Damn, dude. What is that a the... big hammer? You got a big-ass hammer? Yeah. Did you, how many people helped you? Motherfuck, dude. Look at his hair. <laughs> yeah. It's a big-ass marble dick. <laughs> is exactly what they would be saying. That's what I would have said if I was there. Dude, look at the size of that big-ass marble dick. <laughs> and then uh, the first McTwist. Mike McGill's first McTwist, which I think was in like Sweden or some Wait, shit. What's that, Michael? It's a skateboard trick invented by Mike McGill. Oh, five forty. Okay, um, I would have liked to be be there for that. That to me is one of the seminal moments in what was part of like the eighties boom of skateboarding. Yeah, and a lot. While I was looking at pictures of it, or someone had video. There's a video of what they think is one of the first, like the first filmed one, and the boards that he was doing it on were awful. Yeah. They weighed a ton. Like, when you see good tricks on those, like, big egg-shaped boards in the 80s, like, those guys, we'll net that the, one of the great shames of skateboarding to me, it's a lot like athletics, is you'll never know how good some of these people could have been if they had the right equipment. Right, yeah. Like, if, if those guys had the right boards, it, there's no telling what the first class of, like, skateboarders could have been capable of. Same way, like, tennis players... If John McEnroe and Connors and Edberg and like guys like that would have had modern rackets and modern sports training, like you know, those, who knows what they would have played like Stan Smith, like guys like that. They could have like we'll never know. They could have been like crazy. Like it, it, I would love to have seen McEnroe in his prime right. with a modern racket playing against modern players. I just watched the video of the McQu- McTwist. It's awesome. Yeah. Mike McGill. I'm wearing his T-shirt right now. Oh, that's funny. My favorite, probably my favorite top, at least top five skull graphics. Oh, yeah. The snake, the snake going the through. The snake is drawn perfectly. The scales in the snake, which by the way, drawing scales on a snake is the fucking worst. Really? I've literally never done it right. It's funny. That's why tattoo artists always tap out and do the uh, 
old school style on the scales because drawing snake scales is such a pain in the ass. Really? Because it when it curves, you have to have the math so right when it curves. Otherwise, they get all wonky and then they're right. going the wrong direction, and everyone can tell. Oh yeah, it's very difficult. But yeah, this graphic is incredible. And Mike McGill seems like a decent dude. Like, I've seen him in interviews. Owns a skate shop called McGill's, you know. I was like when, like, a skater or someone like that, you know, that does something like that, gets older and then just, like, leads the quiet life and just opens the shop. Yeah. Based on the thing that they did. Yeah. That's how it's just like, you still love what you do. And yeah. you're going to, like, help the young kids he do He still it. skates... Yeah. That's like heartwarming. He skates pools with Kevin Staub. Yeah. Wherever I think they, li- I think it's in Carlsbad is where his skate shop is. I've considered driving there just to buy one. Like a, that would be cool. Buy a McGill deck from McGill's and be like, "Can you sign this, dude?" Yeah, and he probably would. He'd be like, He's "Yeah, man, probably of there." Yeah, let me go get him. He's in back. Yeah, he does this all the time. He's in back, like putting new wheels on a board. Yeah, he was. He's gonna go ride in the back. I think he was from Florida. Is where he was originally from. Yeah. Yeah, that was back when good people came out of Florida. Yeah, he was the last good person to come out of Florida. Ariana Maddox, too. All right. Yeah, those are the ones I I would like to see those things. Yeah, that would be cool. Yep. I mean, there's probably so many more. I mean, if you really sat there and went through history, you could come up with 30 more. But those are the ones that, like, immediately pop into my head. There's a lot. I mean, things with Lincoln. Yeah. Be there when Lincoln's saying shit. Gettysburg Address. Yeah, I'm like, I like, that's why I picked the last waltz is one where you, you want to be there for a historical moment. But the other ones were like, I want to fucking know what really went <laughs> yeah. down. Because those are things where, you know, the last waltz, you can watch it or you hear about it. And there's no conspiracy about what happened yeah. at the last waltz. But the other ones, you're like, I mean, there's probably a truth we don't know. And I want to fucking be there to see it. Grassy Knoll, bro. Grassy Knoll, Roswell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What was the other one? There's another one that was conspiracy-ish. Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, those are the ones you want the goddamn answers to. So you can come back and tell everyone, and they won't believe you. They just thought you went insane. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that. I think we can call it. Yeah, tell us yeah. moments you would have liked to have been there for. Yeah, conspiracy or not, or just some, or just cool shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we can... I mean. If we really think of a few more, we could just do another one of these episodes because this yeah. is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Like, here's why. What the fuck went down? <laughs> yeah. Show me the goddamn space I shuttle. I want to hear the verbal fight between yeah. Axl Rose and Izzy Stradlin. What the fuck? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll come up with seven more UFO-related ones. I read and then an ar- in 1973, <laughs> you know. I read an article about like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how tons of the bands, they can't get all the original members together. I yeah. want to see the fights that led to like these rivalries and see how kind of petty or not petty they are like oh well that makes sense or it's like dude your hair looks stupid and you're like i never forgave it yeah yeah being in the green room for the arguments that broke up whatever band i mean 99 percent you're like you you guys were just drunk and coked out of your minds like just say sorry and then make millions of dollars yeah you put i think it's a i bet you it's a lot of wife fucking yeah, for girlfriend fucking. I bet you it's a lot of girl stuff. I mean, Fleetwood Mac and stayed money. together through a lot of that and made one of the best albums ever while all that shit was going down. Yeah, I think it's all just it's money and I think it's money and sex. Yeah, a lot of it I think is money. Yeah, and then I think I think too it's like drug fueled paranoia. 
Yeah, that takes all that stuff and blows it out of proportion. I noticed in, in reading that article, it was a lot of the drummers and the singers not getting along, and the drummer usually makes like the last least amount of money. But the drummers get so much pussy. Yeah, but you can't. You know, you're poor. Yeah, but I mean, poor compared to lead singer standards or songwriter standards. They're still doing well. I don't and they're know. In I rock want, bands. They need a tour, though. They need you to tour. And the lead singer's like, my voice hurts. And you're like, dude, come on. I'm going broke. Maybe that's why they're banging everyone's girlfriend. Maybe. For payment. For payment. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this one. This was a fun one to do. Um, that's it. We'll see you next week.